It's 2018. 2K18. And we're back at it again. This is the first Game of Owns of 2K18. Thanks to everybody for joining us. We're, uh, well, I'm in New York with Kim Renfro. Woo! We're really out here, guys. <laughs> Hannah is with us via in spirit, spirit and Skype. <laughs> and this is, I mean, look around this place. This is the house that Jon Snow built. That- <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Don't throw dragon glass in Jon Snow houses. How, how long have you guys been in this? So we are sitting in my new office headquarters, mm-hmm. which my company literally just moved in three days ago. That's such an upgrade from where we usually record. <laughs> it's fun. It's awesome. We're down in the financial district in New York City now. And I feel like a real adult at a real <laughs> company. <laughs> I, I walk through here. I see Funkos and strange messages. I saw that the, you were showing me the... Uh, the monitors outside projecting the stats. Oh, yeah. We have stat TVs everywhere that show exactly how many people are currently reading our website. That's so cool. TV around the office, the new office had just been blowing up the past few days with the memes of drunk Kit Harrington. Oh, yeah. Drunk Kit Harrington <laughs> is all anyone anything. wants to read about. <laughs> I mean, I heard that in one my of universe. the wallpapers in your office was actually the picture of drunk Kit Harrington. Already. <laughs> they move fast here at Insider. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> The wallpaper changes every day to a new meme. Just to really inspire creativity. I know that Hannah and I had a lot of fun just nearing the holiday. We've been doing the uh, chapter-by-chapter stuff on the podcast with our Feast for Dragons combined reading order. Yeah. And we wanted to come back in 2K18 with well we were going to come back with a chapter-by-chapter episode, but with all not the just drunk Kit Harrington stuff. That's not it, but just with with <laughs> most importantly, <laughs> most importantly, the we we got c- confirmation that the series was returning for its final season in 2019. We've been saying 2K19 since right since the last season ended because yeah. of just how it seemed. But we got confirmation, and that means a lot. And I think that everyone it means a lot to everyone listening to the podcast and to us. It's we know when the series will end and however that affects the winds of winter or not that affects a a lot of even more people there and uh, new fans that are going to be jumping on the winds of winter because the the final season of game of thrones is happening at that certain time so now we can kind of pinpoint it and i'm sure a lot of other people are too like rubbing their hands together maybe in offices like this going (laughs) like game of thrones ends and 2K19, what do we do now? Yeah, what next? I can't, I would be a very rich woman if I had a dollar every time someone asked me, so what are you going to do when Game of Thrones is over? <laughs> oh my gosh. And I'm like, I don't know, go throw myself off the top of this building. Yeah, still Just gets kidding. asked that about Harry Potter every week. Yeah, people now. are still like, what do you do now that Harry Potter's over? I'm like, um, me and Kim were just at the Yule Ball, so I don't know <laughs> how anything is different. And I keep having to remind people, I feel like people have already forgotten that we have five spinoffs in the works. Literally five. I'm like, what? I think it might be literally five. It, it's five in the works. We don't know how many of them are going to actually right. make it to air. But I would guess at least, I mean, obviously one. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if they greenlight two. Mm-hmm. I like, say just give us three. Like, marvel it. <laughs> yeah. Know? Just keep giving it to oh, us. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm going to have a career in writing about Game of Thrones related content for at least a decade. And I'm more than happy that that is the case. The way that you fielded it, I know this isn't really the place for it, because when we first started having you on the podcast, Hannah and I could be more third party, like, that Kim Renfro, Kim Renfro, (laughs) Kim Renthrones, that Kim Renfro, she sure knows her thrones, she sure, (laughs) she's sure funny on Twitter, you know what I mean? But, But now it's like, oh, Kim. 
Yeah. You know, it's a little different now, so I can't really say in the same way that I want to say it, but the way that you fielded the carrying and stuff this week was just like <laughs> perfect. <laughs> I've also never like fielded so many texts from people that normally don't directly message me being like, "Have you seen oh this?" My. Well, here's the thing about that is usually that kind of stuff annoys me a little bit. You know, when people send you Game of Thrones news and it's like, "Yeah, I heard about that 2 weeks ago." Totally. But this one I could not get enough of. I was like, "Please continue to send me screenshots and photos of this because I'm still laughing about it." And I like I'm should like, I feel bad for Kit Harrington in this situation? You know, like should I not be like making light of it? But honestly, just look at the pics. You can't help it. I am the last person to like I I never indulge in TMZ. I don't I don't, like, don't, I don't like gossipy stuff very often. And like I totally get that these people deserve their own private lives. 150%. But like there are so many layers to why this is my favorite thing that's ever happened. And honestly, the first the first thing on that list is that I have been in that bar. Have you I really? Have, I have that bar what used to be my company's go-to happy hour place. It was like three blocks away from our office, like two offices ago, like three years ago. It's around the corner, super cheap drinks. They have pool. As we all now know, because Kit Harrington was trying to play pool at that pool table. So I was mostly wigging out just because I could not believe that Kit Harrington was inside that crappy dive bar. We should go there. We are. I mean, that's my new, it's my new favorite bar. It's your new spot. That's right. I used to hate that that bar. It's packed tonight. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because I have so many questions. How did he get there? Like, of all the Uber, bars in Lyft. Manhattan, yeah. no, like, of all the bars in You're Manhattan right. to go right. to, yeah. why was he in Barfly, which is, like, a notoriously divey dive? I mean, maybe that's why, because he thought that no one would notice him. But if anything, he she sticks drinks. out. <laughs> so that was, like, that was like numero uno of why that story immediately grasped me in a way that celeb gossip normally does not. And did you see the way that TMZ posted it? Let's just let's just read it off for everyone. No, Go on the computer TMZ. here. It says Game of Thrones. I, I know that you have to put the title of things with the little quotes. Yeah, but single since quotes. It's, but since it's an article about him, it feels like they're like making light of Game of Thrones. You know what I mean? Game of it's Thrones. like Game Kit of Harrington. Thrones. Kit Harrington. And uh, you guys can look it up. Um, it's on TMZ. And it just says, drunk and disorderly during pool game. Oh, that's a scary title. Okay, wow. that's the other thing why I love this in a way that I normally wouldn't, a, like, trashy celebrity paparazzi video, is that I someone sent it to me, and I was immediately like, oh, no. Like, is he is he really mean? Is yeah, he, is he yeah. doing something really bad? bad? And then I, I watched it so nervously, and then I was like, oh, kid. I'm, he's just yeah, hugging actually. everyone. He's, he's just he's- so drunk. <laughs> <laughs> like he's definitely trying to like pick some fights but not like in a way where he doesn't even understand that he's being yeah. obnoxious like he's just drunk and then and then it cuts to someone dragging him like from under the armpits like all right i gotta watch this out of the bar okay. the oh uh, caption under the video is john snow's gotta go john snow's gotta go <laughs> Also, I've got to go too. I feel like I need to just like <laughs> snobbily point out that they spelled Harrington with two R's in the URL, which like you can't change a URL after you've published oh, it. Oh no! And every, and every time that I see a site do that, I'm like, 
You guys got. You guys need to know by now. It's a pretty big issue, right? <laughs> Everyone now, needs it? to know by now. Kim should hire Kim. They should. <laughs> One R. No, Kim's good, guys. I've seen the digs here. It's, it's how, all good over here. It's how you spot a real casual. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> we were just talking about that earlier with, with Harry Potter. Right. I mean. It's the easiest, it's, it's, like, know, if they spell Kit Harrington with two R's, <laughs> and if they call Daenerys Khaleesi oh. as if that's her name, you're like, okay, we need to have a talk. That's the one, right? The purpose today is to talk about important stuff. We already said this earlier, but let's say it again. Because I feel like we're a little all over the place. We got these pictures of Kit Harrington up. I'm about to watch we're a video. We're always all over the place. <laughs> but we're about to watch a gossip video about, oh. like, he's just the guy who Poor plays Jon Snow in Game of Thrones, you know yeah. what I mean? But it's still pretty interesting, so... You know, which is probably right. worth talking about on the podcast. So, it is. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what do you think? Hannah? Zach's going to watch this video for the first time, and I'm actually really excited. <laughs> yeah, I need you to watch this video because I just love him so much. Right. Everybody who hasn't watched the video needs to go watch right. it because I feel like it will give you so much more context to us laughing about it. Like, you'll feel you'll feel less guilty about thinking that it's kind of funny. Right. And again, like, I just want to emphasize that I love dear sweet kit more than anything and this is not like me laughing at him being drunk is not i i don't mean to be mean but like he's a he's a grown man i'm sure <laughs> who just had a few too many in a everyone's bar. been there we've all been there and it's just so probably laughing like so much harder than we are about oh my this. god <laughs> kit <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> I'm so into his outfit. I, w- I wear that outfit like every day of the oh, winter. Oh, he's my so muse. I'm feeling his vibe. He's my muse in every sense of the word. Can we talk about, though, how as perfect as that video is, it's my second favorite uh, Kit Harrington news of the last couple weeks. What's your first favorite Kit Harrington news? My first favorite one is a quote that Kim tweeted out because, of course, but the article about Brad Pitt trying to oh. pay for <laughs> to watch game of thrones with amelia clark yes. this was uh that was a weird week huh this has been a very weird week but like a very weird fun week yeah there was it was a it was like sean penn's annual gala mm. to raise money for haiti which he does every year which is rad but kit harrington and amelia clark were there and they were auctioning off like the opportunity to watch an episode of game of thrones with amelia clark that seems like a, which is crazy. I mean, that's which a cool is, thing. That's a big show yeah, right yeah. now. It's, rad. And it's a, a benefit. And- it's rad. And so Brad Pitt was there, and he got the bidding up to ninety thousand dollars. <laughs> right. And then the auctioneer apparently called out because, like, the auctioneer knew that Kit Harrington was also in the room somewhere, yeah. and the auctioneer just said, "Is the King of the North here?" <laughs> <laughs> and also, again tiny little tidbit she said king of the north Ugh, instead of king in the gosh, north every time it's okay I know. it's fine we forgive you random auctioneer at a sean penn gala but apparently but. kit had just happened to get up and go to the bathroom right. <laughs> right. everyone said, stands and draws their swords <laughs> and he just wasn't around and then when he came back he like realized that he had missed something yeah. and so he decided to like also volunteer yeah. to be there for the game of thrones i, I guess that's the, the thing to do when you feel awkward like that's i'll do it move. too that's so <laughs> sweet that's the move. That's and then nice brad thing. pitt upped the bid to one hundred and twenty thousand yeah. dollars, and some dude outbid him oh, who see that's the part I of the story. Know. I don't know some rando you guys got to get on that some rich dude it was me he- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Some rich Hannah. <laughs> yeah, some rich Hannah. Blew $160,000. Hannah, if you were going to watch an episode of Game of Thrones, the hit television series, with mm-hmm. with 
Amelia Clark and Jon Snow. Okay. <laughs> and Khaleesi. I'm already stressed thinking about it. Who, which episode would you watch with them? Boat set. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> That's right for it. Okay. Oh. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> no, that would be the worst. That I mean, would be the to, actual you have, you worst. You have to suffer through the rest of the episode. No one would points. enjoy it. I would watch a really old episode from the very early days that they are embarrassed. Not embarrassed about, but that's like kind of cringy for them. Because I feel like that would make me feel more at ease. I mean, that's an honest answer. <laughs> I don't know. I think we, we were expecting something funnier. <laughs> like, <laughs> nope, sex? there's yeah. my real answer. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry that I could not deliver. No. There's a thoughtful answer. Not to use this as a segue, but we have a, on our doc here, we have a list of uh, the episodes that the directors that will be directing the last episodes of the series directed for Game of Thrones in the past. Mm-hmm. And if you guys want to talk about it for a sec, and this yeah. is all information that's been available for a while, and we've known that these guys were going to be directing the final episodes of the series since, I think, September. But with the new news about the series, for sure, it was a very short press release. Did you see how short it was? It oh, was, yeah. like, very boldly put, which I I thought was interesting because... No, let's pull it up. The email that I thought was funny about it, too, was that the email just started... Your readers might like to know. Yes. And I was like, yes. yeah, HBO, I do think yeah, that my readers the return date of Game of Thrones. might like to know this officially. Because, like you said, we've been talking about this off and on pretty much since we found out mm-hmm. that season seven was airing as late as it was. Exactly. It was like, okay, well, looking forward, what does that mean? Because there was virtually no way they were going to turn it around mm-hmm. by the usual spring. And it just seemed weird. I was like, HBO doesn't want Game of Thrones to air like the, for the final time in the summer or winter. Right. It just didn't make sense to me. And then we found out that they were going to be much longer episodes, which we found out mm-hmm. at Con of Thrones, thanks to oh, Paula yeah. Fairfield. Just out loud while Hannah and I were talking to her. Like, that was kind of a, wait surreal. a second, surreal moment. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really strange. So, yeah. So, they made it... They made it official, official. And, like, Sophie Turner, I think Mm. probably a month ago, said something about, again, like, kind of casually in an interview. She was like, oh, well, Game of Thrones will be on TV in 2019, so my next X-Men movie, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So we kind of knew it. But, yeah, HBO hadn't – they had been very silent on it up until this past week. And then they finally said 2019. They still haven't specified a time of year, but I would bet 100 gold dragons – that it's going to be spring 2019. 2K19, though, is confirmed. 2K19 is confirmed. So we have a whole year without Game of Thrones. Yeah. For the first time since 2011. And it's not silly to anticipate it. If anyone's listening and you feel kind of silly because, like, you're like, oh, well, you know, we're talking about a release date of something that, you know, is as eph- ephemeral as the next. And, and, and we were theorizing about the the potential of its time you know at the end of the the tail end of the one that was previous to it just Mm -hmm. only only a couple months ago in the summer but it matters to a lot of people in the way that it's not only expressing the book series but it's it's been a part of the communication between a lot of a lot of people and a lot of the the experiences that they're having on the internet i think a great example is just this week when heathen king saw 
uh, our podcast listeners that uh, interacted with your tweet about that drunk Kit Harrington meme. Yeah. I think he was the first person that originated the he put the Ned Stark the meme line yeah. about when someone says when someone says Ned, Ned was Stark dumb and that's why die he died. He's <laughs> to die. And then like the reactions of yeah. John. Yeah. But that's you see that usually happening in ecosystems that are apart from yours and then they mm-hmm. make it and then you, you know, like you've got the staring gif and then you put George R. R. Martin's head on it after it's been <laughs> on the internet for four or five days, right? Yeah. But someone in the ecosystem, like through Game of Thrones, uh, like sort of birthed this little thing and it was like this sort of miniature version of a lot of larger things happening. And I yeah. thought that that was, it was beautiful to see happening close to Game of Thrones because we've kind of seen that happening throughout the life of the show yeah. as it's grown on social media and to see how HBO and other networks are handling shows that are getting the kind of attention that shows like Game of Thrones have. It's been interesting. So when I saw that press release, and so that's why I was brought it up just now, I thought, what did you think about how the attitude, I guess, toward the last season of Game of Thrones seems to be like, what's the approach? It kind of reminds me of uh, Harry Potter again, always classic, but Deathly Hallows Part 2, when it was released and the movie posters, all they said were it all ends July 15th. Right. There was nothing... There was no Harry Potter. There was no Harry Potter and the blah, blah, blah. It was just like, it all ends here. And I feel like, not that this is exactly the same thing, but it's just like, what else is there that needs to be said? You know, it's the end of this worldwide phenomenon. Right. There's no, there's nothing you could add to a headline like this that would make it any better or exciting or anticipated than it already is. So I'm into this like short, sweet 2019. Here you go. See you then. So we're just left to draw evidence from or to draw clues from who we know is directing the episodes Mm -hmm. and based off of the work that they've done in the show previous to the final season is what we can, that's all that we can really guess unless Mm -hmm. anyone wants to read the Forsaken and be like, "Mm -hmm." (laughs) (laughs) what's going on? We have a lot of work to do there. Yeah. (laughs) It's also just to like backtrack for a second. It's funny that you brought up at Heathen King, who's. Grant Piercy mm-hmm. is his name that follower because I'm pretty sure that me and Grant only started following each other because we were both the people that were appearing in Google image searches when you <laughs> typed in little finger <laughs> Ned <laughs> and then that led to the you're doing amazing sweetie oh yes I remember that this That's is how, how it all we're began. All connected. This is like the uh, what was it earlier? It's a circle of life. The fact that we are now here. It was the Omen Gang, Brew Omen Gang. Yes. <laughs> that was the thing. Yes. Yeah. It's like the fact that this is all connected. At least I'm I'm like 99 percent sure. I'd have to check, but I'm pretty sure that me and Grant figured out at around the same time on Twitter all right. that we were showing up in Google. I totally image remember that under Ned. I totally, totally remember that. I think these are all good signs. And then the fact that he was the one, like he was the first person that, yeah, that I saw turning drunk kids. That's what I'm saying. Into a meme. And it's so good. So and I, fun. I love those memes. And again, not coming from a place of like making fun of Kit, but it's like, it digs into this really specific idea that Game of Thrones fans can get really like belligerently defensive about their own ideas surrounding Game of Thrones or around the books. And so it was just like the perfect, these two photos side by side of Kit Harrington. like in the first one, he's kind of being held back 
Yeah. And in the second yeah. one, he's like he's leaning forward and he has through. like a really like angry yell face on. Uh-huh. And it's the perfect like, you know, what's the one that I did? Oh, yeah. Mine was. I'm trying to find your article right now. <laughs> mine was. Um, it's go. that one. Yeah. Mine that I shared, but I didn't put in my own article because I don't know. That felt weird. But it was. You say that Bran is the Night King. Oh. And me. I, that, and like, I thought, that's my yeah. reaction is like, yeah. hold me back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was good to put in there. <laughs> that's got to be the double edged sword of like part of the stuff that you do because you also want to participate so much on I that know. side of it as well. But I you know. can. You're doing it right now. I try. It is fun, it's right? It's fun. It's great. It it's was very best. silly when I saw it happening that day. And so I was thinking after we retweeted it and a few other things, and if anyone's listening and you're really bored right now, I'm sorry. This is just kind of like uh, fun for us to go on Twitter. (laughs) Find me. You can also probably Google like Kit drunk meme and my article might come up. I I saw the variety news, which sounded like some pretty awesome clickbait that was. (laughs) Right. usually clickbait's kind of annoying but it's like that's really funny like yeah. oh brad pitt is trying to get <laughs> trying to get khaleesi from Jon snow everybody look out brad pitt's the one that can do it you know he is you know what i mean yeah and then brad's the usurper yeah but that's happening the same time the drunk thing's happening right. like, well that's the tweet so that's why we tweeted that yeah. i was like it was just it was copy perfect. and paste it was perfect but that's i guess that was Sort of the idea of this whole episode. I know it seems very discombobulated, but when Hannah and I were talking about when we do our first episode in, in 2018, we were going to come back and do uh, the chapter talks. But mm-hmm. with just the the 2019 release date, and with us all being here, and we're going to to Boston this weekend for a convention. I totally understand people who are who maybe saw that HBO confirmed that news and like fell into a mild state of despair, and they're like, "Oh my god, I don't know what I'm going to do." Yeah, I've been. I've been weirdly at peace with the break Mm -hmm. and I'm kind of, I'm almost glad for it because writing about Game of Thrones can be, it's such a sprint and it takes a lot of like wind out of my sails while at the same time it's really fun. But I'm kind of stoked to have a full year in which I get to sort of prep and build up to that big final end of the marathon almost right. and i'm i just started like literally on the train this morning reading Duncan egg and i'm doing a Through full first yeah oh nice i've never read it how far are you only like 20. i feel like i've interrupted I'm only like 20 people, pages like, let's talk about Duncan <laughs> no, egg i know i i've been i've been like living in a tiny ball of shame that i haven't read it yet but i'm i decided to start my full reread by like finally doing Duncan egg and then i'm gonna go into a game of thrones mm-hmm. and do a full reread and then rewatch every episode and like spend most of that time like compiling notes and like really getting myself into the ultimate headspace before this final season and i think that other people should do that too like when else do you have totally what feels like a really long time ahead of you where you can go back and re-dig into all these things that we love so much so i'm kind of grateful for them for giving everyone like this tiny Mm -hmm. breath before the big fireworks show. Yeah. I think it, I think it's a good thing, ultimately. I think so, I'm too. I'm looking forward to the next year. And I don't think any of us are in a rush to... Right. I mean, we're talking about this at the beginning of the episode, that what are you going to do when Game of Thrones is over? And it's like, keep living <laughs> my life 100% the same way. <laughs> keep talking about A Song of Ice and Fire every day. But I don't think that any of us are in a rush to watch the final episode. Right. You know? And I mean, there's a lot of anticipation, but... 
Kim, I think that you hit the nail on the head in terms of we have a lot of work to do in a fun way. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of discussions to be had. And there's still a lot of questions. And there's just a lot that we can discuss still. It's like, there's not like we're lacking content, you know? So I think it's going to be a fun exercise for us as we continue our reread, as news slowly starts to trickle in over the next year, to kind of just enjoy this last season lead up and soak up every second of it. Mm -hmm. How do you guys think the 2019 confirmation affects the winds of winter or at least your idea of it i don't think i don't think it means anything you don't think that they're going to be in any way strategically tied to each other no really no i think i think hbo has given up on that and Mm -hmm. and at the same time i don't know that that was ever part of the deal like i I I think think it was but surely they would right someone would it seems like i'm sure someone in some conference room at some time said boy it sure would be great for george to get that book done (laughs) a month before the show comes back Mm -hmm. or six months after it finished or like you know right to give it more to give the whole series more life more year round but at the same time i think probably by season five and six HBO probably became aware of the fact that they were doing fine on their own without like co-promoting a song of ice and fire. And George just, we don't know what happened, but like, I think there's obviously something going on where he's Mm -hmm. in some crazy writer's block issue. And I don't think that that's not connected to the show with everything that happened last year too, with the lead up of trying to, finish things before season seven right also season six yeah I remember and season five. yeah well, and season well, five too. yeah like so. the season five things like uh, I season think, six we were definitely going beyond you know what was published right i think i i mean a lot of this again is conjecture i have tried very hard to talk to george r, r. martin over the years and it's, it's shocker not happened but i have you know elio and linda mm-hmm. um i interviewed them like about a about a year and a half ago now to kind of try and glean from them what they thought was maybe going on and why everything was taking so long. And they floated the theory to me. Again, they weren't they weren't paraphrasing Martin right on, but they've worked with him a lot and they right. kind of know his style. And they were concerned that because he's not a guy who likes to outline and he tends to lose a lot of his creative drive if he knows where a story is going to end... Mm-hmm. That as soon as he had to have that big meeting Mm -hmm. with David and Dan and tell them all the bullet points that, like, it might have taken a little bit of the wind out of his sails. And obviously, he's always – he's probably always known where most of it is going. But at the same time, I think that maybe the combination of, like, really having to sit down – Really having to acknowledge it And acknowledge it. Yeah. And then watch the show – take on piece by piece piece by piece and like play mm-hmm. it out because like we don't even yeah, know if like question himself at right. that point too and i i also i cannot imagine a more stressful creative oh, no. place to mm-hmm. be than what where he is right now so like it doesn't surprise me at all that he's maybe frozen or he's doing rewrites or whatever it is because he has the entire world waiting not even for the final book but just like for the next thing and now that everyone's shifted that attention to game of thrones and the show i 
I just, I can't imagine what he's going through. And so, again, with them announcing that it's finally in 2019, I don't necessarily think that that would give him any sort of relief or added stress. I think it's just, Mm -hmm. it is what it is. And he's still operating in this crazy headspace that for some reason has him like stuck, which sucks. Yeah. (laughs) It sucks so bad for everyone, for him, for us, for his publishers, probably like, I can't imagine it, man. But so whenever I hear someone say like, oh, 2019, they're probably just giving him time to publish the next book. I'm like, no. Oh, yeah. Like, we're so far past that Mm -hmm. being part of the equation, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. If you you had said 20, right. If you had said like 20 or season, season six, I feel like was really the big one. I think it was. Jon Snow's reveal, Mm -hmm. because that was the biggest cliffhanger after A Dance with Dragons. But also... John and Daenerys becoming generous. <laughs> becoming intimate. Becoming <laughs> having sex on a boat. Yeah. And also John is <laughs> has a name that's a Targaryen name. Right. Also John is a right. tar- also John R is back L, to life. The R plus L equals things. J. Yeah. John is alive. He's a Targaryen. These are all Him and Dan now, are I guess, hooking up. You think about it, it's twenty eighteen now. Right. Like if HBO was ever going to factor in a Maybe we should let George finish the book. It would have been for those mm-hmm. episodes. Yeah. And I, I I don't think that they were doing that in the first place. And so I definitely don't think that they're doing that. I thought that now. maybe if there wasn't a direct plan, that just the idea of when A Dance with Dragons was published, the Game of Thrones series had been debuted, but it wasn't. No one knew that it would get to this place. Right. So it was handled in the way that I think it was always planned to, to be it, with the show happening in tandem with it. It was like, that's great. That's cool, too. Right. But I think it became clear after a few years that this was going to be something that was special. And I think that that might also have something to do with uh, I can't speak for George R. R. Martin. And I'm, and I'm only speaking off some of the, just the ideas I got from some of the stuff we're talking about now. If If indeed some of those... I guess if Game of Thrones did directly interact with whether or not he was getting a Song of Ice and Fire done in the way that he used to, it would be for like those kinds of points, mm-hmm. right? It would be the series is going to be over in 2019. Like maybe even for George, that's like, well, then no big deal. We can have Winds of Winter out and, you know, the the, the winter following you know, this, the, when the season ends and then mm-hmm. there'll just be more Song of Ice and Fire as it goes on right. or maybe the year following. And maybe George isn't the one thinking about that. Maybe the publishers are thinking like we can just kind of keep it going. And sure. And if that's the case, there could potentially be a, a cycle where we may not have any kind of downtime. It might go from Winds of Winter to Spinoff to, you know, Dream of, the Dream Spring. of Spring to it's it's interesting. I'm just kind of wondering like where all the math goes together. Yeah. Another interesting Again, totally unsupported by Martin saying anything of this nature or whatever. It's just a straight up fan theory. But I read, I think it was on Reddit somewhere, maybe Twitter. But someone was saying that, like, if I was the creator of this show that now is this global phenomenon and I had told this set of people where I planned to end my story with all of these beloved characters... 
And I knew that that ending was about to be shown on TV within like the next year or two. Like they they think that George is waiting to see how the world reacts to <sighs> that ending because he's worried that people will hate it. Yeah. I don't know though. I don't know if I would buy that he would change his trajectory based on what people do or don't like. Yeah, that's no. I agree. That's a very good point. And I like. But right. it is something that people are discussing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't see him as the type of creator that would be wishy washy enough to be like, well, I'll just change it if everyone hates it. <laughs> but it's it. tempting if the option's there. I mean, you can't pretend like it's not. But maybe you it's would not. Consider or think about. Right. Maybe or it would it's even not be so, there. Right. That you couldn't acknowledge or, or say was the reason why you changed anything. But now he can see in a way that he couldn't with his readers when the red wedding happened he could see through twitter and through the things that are happening like this right really how millions of people felt right and maybe it's not about him changing it but maybe it's like if the finale airs and everyone loves it it might just like let him breathe a little bit easier and maybe like unblock himself and then if they hate it like maybe we're never gonna see those books (laughs) It could be so much more beautiful, though. Like, what if he, like, loved, like, everyone loves it, right? Right. And then so it's just so pretty. Right. It's just, there's molding on everything. You know what I mean? Right. And, and the feast is three pages long. Like, what if he, what if he gives us, just because he knows that it's a thing that we all acknowledge, like George writes about food. What if he gives us, like, a three-page-long feast description just in his final Song of Ice and Fire just novel as a last F you? That's know the I mean? whole epilogue oh, is a big feast. It's like Patchface is like has a final sonnet to deliver. Well, it'd be like that final, you know, the Great Hall of Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. Everyone together that at all the, the tables. Idea. Yeah. Back at the Winterfell. I don't know. The, feasting the, grounds. The Hannah. short of it, unfortunately, <laughs> is that one. none of us have any idea what's happening. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's it. I do think, though, that it would be... Not that I can make these decisions or that any of us can make these decisions. I think it's a better bet for him to wait till 2020 or after 2019 to release the next book because I feel like that would almost be to his advantage if if he just waits until this is over. You know what I mean? It's so close and it doesn't have to be any more tied together than it already is. Wait till the series wraps up. I guess the spinoffs are going to happen so you're never going to totally avoid kind of what's happening with the series. But I just feel like that would almost be a better, safer, safer is not the right word, but just, I guess more focused on the book, right? Well, yeah, it's the move that I'm rooting for. Yeah. For me, from a, from a purely selfish standpoint and the fact that my job is to write about game of Thrones content and a song of ice and fire related content, the idea of getting a new 200 or 2000 page book right now and needing to read it and write about it and cover it and like talk to people about it the idea of doing that anywhere near the time that a season of game of thrones is airing sounds like i'm gonna start to like take uppers or something to keep myself going a crazy time so right and so it would be crazy i think that you're totally right hannah that it would behoove Martin Mm -hmm. to release the book at a time when the people that care about it and are going to give it the attention and the desire and the content and the podcasts and the if he doesn't do it literally in March of this year you're right he has to wait until it would be weird not to right yeah 
just to be in that middle point. Right. If we're going to speculate like creatively, I feel like him getting space as well would also likely be beneficial. So it's kind of like a but perfect what storm, do I know? right? That's what it kind of <laughs> seems like. So we can't draw any real conclusions, but we all, I mean, I feel like everyone's just kind of been let me down softly. They're like, what do you think? And I'm like, well, I really think it would be good if it was it came out during this time and before season six or something. And they're like, yeah, it's not going to happen. And I feel like everyone kind of knows that every year he's just not going to come out with any news. I used to be you. I used to be the optimist in this scenario okay. where when he said, I think I'm a few months away, I would be like, all right, we might get the book in like five months. That's cool. Okay. And I was super... I was very optimistic. Mm-hmm. Like I said, a year ago, I published, I spoke with Linda and Elio. Um, I also interviewed a couple of like the r slash Song of Ice and Fire mods. And I was talking to people about like, what are your feelings? It's been delayed for so long. What do you think is going on? How has this affected you? And I was approaching it from like a, we're so close to getting this book after so long. Yeah. And here's how people are feeling now that he, you know, he had the big blog post. Before season six. Before season six. And I was Not still. Not before season seven. We've, right. We've had both of those seasons. Right. Now. I was like, even before season six, I was like, he might drop the book right before season really? six okay. and then season six happened i was like okay he's obviously not gonna do it but like now he's it's gonna happen so seven like, made you give up is that what you're saying something something happened <laughs> in the last year that i'm now i now just don't feel certain of anything yeah. and now i feel like i'm a little more at peace by i've got my i've got my article prepped on george r, r. martin announces <laughs> do the you really of, i do <laughs> I do. Aww. It's ready to go. <laughs> that is so cool. I and I I could not tell you when it happened. It's not like I had some big aha moment, mm-hmm. but at some point over the last year, I've mm-hmm. like broken down to become that person who's like, well, if we get the book, that'll be nice. Well, what do you did you wish you like better? And Hannah, where we haven't like where are you on that? Which side of the fence are you on that? Do you? I think if you're kind of on, on my side of the fence, right? You're pretty hopeful. Um, like you don't, yes you guys don't no. think that it's just not going to be written, right? Because people uh, say no, that. No, it is. For people sure. say that and they're serious. He already has so much of it written. So like uh, we are going to get that right. book. I just no longer am trying to say it'll happen this year because I don't know. And he doesn't know, which is the whole problem. <laughs> and not to be flippant about it, but I just don't really care. If it gets released now or if it gets released in a couple years, just based off of this conversation we've been having, the conversations we always have, there's so much material for us to continue to discuss and debate that he can take all the time in the world that he wants. You know, I mean, I don't have my hopes up in any way, but I'm not in a pessimistic way, you know, just kind of like I'm happy to kind of ride this wave with what we've got while we've got it. And so if we get winds of winter before this last season, stressful. If we get it after the last season, <laughs> that rocks. You know? Hands are going winds of winter right when we finish our reading order. And as we continue to creep a little bit closer to, <laughs> to that day, it's getting – because, I mean, we're more than halfway through or we're about halfway through with that. But, um, yeah, I mean, I just – I don't care in a way that I hope you understand what I'm trying to say. Totally. Yeah. I, I think we're all on the same page. I think it's a positive outlook though, because we can, it's more, it's more fun for me just to be, 
excited about oh, the, yeah. the potential of how good the Winds of Winter can be with all this time that he has had to write on it. I bet, I bet it is just gnarly. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like the kind of gnarly, like when I'm, when I'm talking to my buddy Emmett, you know, yeah. poor Quentin yeah. comes on the podcast who has these doom and gloom atmospheric approaches to like what these hellish people could do in this fake world we all like so much, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ooh, what will the author do to us, right? Mm-hmm. He's taking all this extra time to write. He might do anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He might do anything. And why we gotta not? got to trust the process. We're yeah. already having fun and it hasn't even happened yet. Yeah. So, all right. I'm oh, in. yeah. Sign me up. I'm I'm absolutely never going to be one of those people that is, like, pissed or tweeting at him every time that he posts right. a cute hat picture of being like, where's the book, George? Where's the book? <laughs> because unhappy. that's so rude. You know, you know. But it's also, also give us more hat pictures. <laughs> I love the hat pictures. I want the turtle pictures. Yeah. I want all totally. the pictures. Yeah. I love Twitter George. Absolutely. He's my favorite George. The dude is, I mean, we don't need to say it. You know, he's the greatest. He and so I'm yeah. right. So I'm I'm <laughs> I'm at a place of peace with it where I'm not I'm not at some high anxiety level of when's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? Mm-hmm. But I'm excited for it whenever it does happen. I'm sure that given like I loved A Dance with Dragons. I know some people didn't as much, but Feast for Crows, Dance with Dragons are phenomenal books and he had trouble finishing those also he had pushed deadlines and mm-hmm. issues this was this was a problem mm-hmm. for him before time game of thrones was in the mix I mean, he's always problem, you know it's like I mean, we right. do it with menial tasks imagine having totally. the responsibility of of a universe like a song of ice and fire where if you post a picture of your pet it's you know and you're not working on it then it's a affront to some folks right I so I trust him. I'm trusting his process. I'm mystified by it, and I wish that it wasn't so. There's definitely a part of me that wishes that he was a JK type of writer who had everything right, who could like churn it out. But he's just not, and we can't expect anything different from him at this point. So yeah, I'm. We're here. We're doing okay. 2018 is going to be great. 2019 is probably going to be even better. And we'll get the Winds of Winter when we're, we're we do. We're going to a convention just... this weekend to talk about Game of Thrones in the off season. It's all good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's right. all good. And and it's not just conversations about Janaris. You know what I mean? <laughs> or not, drunk kit. Or, or you know, <laughs> that kind of stuff. That's true. We have important debates about characters. That's true. And where we think they're headed. Have yeah. you seen all the news about everyone... Saying, "Oh, you're not going to believe this. This ending. This yeah, ending is. What, you're not going to believe it. Mm-hmm. What the heck else would they say? <laughs> like, is any is any actor on Game of Thrones going to talk into a microphone and say, "Yeah, it's okay." <laughs> yeah, but I really liked. Did you see Amelia Clark talking about it at the Golden Globes? And she was like, "Yeah." She read the script and then she said she walked out of her front door with her keys and didn't come back till hours later. It just because she was kind of in a daze, she and gets I was it. like, "That's how I'm gonna be, probably." Yeah. yeah, yeah. Although the most interesting thing about her, so yeah, she said that because I think the interviewer just said, "You can't. I know you can't tell me anything, <laughs> but like, what was your just reaction to reading the scripts?" And so for Amelia Clark to launch questions. in, <laughs> right? For her to launch into an anecdote where she says that she 
finished reading the scripts and grabbed her keys and left her house, mm. I was like, how are you reading them? Yes. Because we've heard all of these intense reports about the security around yes. the season eight scripts. <laughs> You're like, I've done my research. <laughs> well, right. And one one of the reports said that they were digitally encrypted to the point where you can't open them on like any device unless you are within a area. And I was like, okay, I guess that that's technologically possible and that's interesting. And that sounds like a pretty smart way. But then, so Amelia Clark's telling the story and I'm like, how are you reading them in your house? So either she's lying what do you think or they were lying pretty good sound bite either way right kim is ruining my life right now there's so many i'm sorry (laughs) i think if i had to i mean if i had to guess i think hbo has been putting out they've just been putting out all sorts of nuggets about like we're filming multiple endings and nikolai was like they're they're reading the lines to us in earpieces we can't even have scripts on the set (laughs) he said that that is a thing that he said sorry that's just it's ridiculous peter dinklage is gonna go on set with Tyrion's lines being read into yes. his ear yes. for the final season of Game of Thrones. No, that's of course awesome, not. Though. That's a really funny thing. I hope he came up with that himself. I hope he that's did too. Really funny. And so, and so, I think that the digital encryption thing was from a Liam Cunningham <laughs> interview. And so, at this point, I think that anytime that it comes to like how are they protecting from spoilers and whatever, they're they're all just shooting the shit on the fly. So I funny. I believe Amelia's anecdote was a very long tangent to that but it's yeah she she seemed genuinely like i had to take a deep breath and yeah she was just in a daze which like of course you are i also think that daenerys dies though i think so too <laughs> which is probably why she had that reaction i, think I just said that <laughs> that's like such a <laughs> huge bomb to just like casually <laughs> drop <laughs> <laughs> by the way i didn't know either of you believed that I really that. i just said it I believe it (laughs) partially for Jon Snow love reasons and partially just because because I believe it. Because of a tweet I saw today. Brendan's? Is that it? Was it Brendan's? He said something about Brendan Beefish. He's been on this. About he's the been on this train for a while. And Khal Drogo is going to be there to wait for for oh, her or something. I didn't see that, but I think what what Brendan's been saying, and I 100% agree with this, is that so we know that George told David and Dan three big three truths. things. Three truths. Three truths they, they will hear. <laughs> they asked for three truths about Game of Thrones. <laughs> three truths. Three truths and a lie. Three truths yeah. and a lie. Three, three truths and a lie. Um, oh God, that's good. <laughs> it is. But so so we so they said this three they said that he told them three big things that shocked them. Oh yeah. And this was like three and a half or four years ago or Be careful, something. Guys, this is gonna blow your mind. It's gonna blow your mind. <laughs> and we know that one of the big shocking things was Jon Snow's alive, I think. Right. The second big shock that I'm very confident about was that uh Shireen gets burned oh. to death. George told them that. Oh no, sorry, I take it back. Not that John is alive. It was Shireen gets burned to death and Hodor came from hold the door. Right. Those were the two things that we know he told them. So the third one is going to happen in this upcoming season. And Brendan has been saying for a while that the only thing that could conceivably, quote, shock David and Dan would be Daenerys dying. 
Because they're pretty good at all the other theory stuff. Like, they would have figured out the Jamie and Cersei possible twist if, like, either slash both of them die at each other's hands or whatever. Yeah. The Volunkar prophecy. Um, you know, they had already figured out R plus L equals J and all that stuff. So I think that that is a very good fit for being a third thing that George would have told them three years ago that, like, really would shock them. Is it more shocking to them that Daenerys dies? Or do you think the thing that was associated with it was the was the shocking part? Like, maybe it's... Like how she dies? Like, it's a nature-bending, like, world-changing, like, this is how all the stuff, like, the magic and the Night King and all the stuff even exists anyway kind of thing. Or, or is it just that she gets hit by, like, an arrow or something? I'm always trying to look for, like, the Melisandre shadow baby kind of stuff. You know what I mean? I, I think that it's going to be a sort of, like, sacrifice move. Yeah. Because everyone expects, at this point, Daenerys is going to come to Westeros, and she's learning how... She's already learned how to be a queen. She mm-hmm. has her dragons. She wants to, like, change the way that people think about Targaryens. And we know from being in her head in the books that, like, she's a genuinely good person. But they've already kind of showed through season seven that people are going to perceive her as an enemy, and an outsider, no matter how good her intentions are. And if she is now committed to fighting the Great War alongside Jon, I think that it's going to turn into, like, a sort of self-sacrifice thing where she's like, all right, like, I need to save. For the greater good, I'm going to have to die now, somehow, in some epic way. And then... It's going to be epic. It's going to be so epic. If that happens. Oh, it's going to be epic. And it just, I don't know. I just think it. I think it's gonna happen. Neris will die, not John, because he's already died. He's already died. They can't kill him again. He can't die twice. But do you guys think it'll be boring if Jon Snow is the big hero? I'm hoping. I don't want him like on the Iron Throne. I don't. No I, more Iron I'm. I'm team kingdoms dissolved Sansa. back into factions. Oh, sorry. And, well, right, or Sansa <laughs> on the throne. But I, Honestly, I stopped paying attention because I've been just tweeting at Jeff. Uh. <laughs> You've been tweeting at Jeff? Yeah, and while I was trying to tweet at him, I accidentally unfollowed <laughs> Anyway, sorry. All of that was a big tangent from Amelia Clark had a very generic people aren't going to know what to think. I know. Plug for season eight. Of course they're not. Of course it's going to be the craziest thing that's ever been shown on television because Game of Thrones is always the craziest thing that's always been shown on television. Of course it's going to be epic. Yeah, that's a great tweet, Hannah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm on board. I guess the moral of the story is that we have all of 2018 to have this same conversation over and over again. And I'm not mad about it. You know what we're going to have to do at some point in the next 12 months is have a post 
show on the Kit and Rose wedding. Oh, you're right. Because <gasps> it's happening this year. Well, I figure one of you guys are going to yes. be on the red carpet, right? At least. Oh, my God. I would it's die. It's like the royal wedding, our, our own royal it's, wedding special. Right. It's the most important royal wedding. You guys aren't talking, though, about how bad weddings are in this universe. I know. No. We, we hope for the best, obviously, but let's not ignore the... <laughs> The inevitable. Mounting evidence. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm so excited. Me too. 2K18 is going to be fun. Thank you so much for talking to us tonight. Yeah. It ran a little late. We have been trying to get this together. Mostly hanging. Mostly hanging. Just hanging. We- As always happens when we try to record together. <laughs> no, this has been a delight. It's so fun. I'm so glad that you um, feel the way that you feel about this stuff. You know what I mean? We feel the same way. And uh, I know... A lot of our friends listening at home feel the same way, too. So it's all fun to do this together. I feel really sentimental every time we talk about this. Aw, thanks, so, guys. So thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah. We'll be back very soon to our regular scheduled, regularly scheduled programming with our reading order over at AfisaDragons.com. We've got Brienne 6 and Cersei 7. They're our next pair for... Our Feast with Dragon episodes. That is a strange pairing. Brienne and Cersei. That's fun. That's going to be cool. I like that. Those are some interesting conversations about feminism, Mm -hmm. which we can maybe or maybe not have. (laughs) I say always have the interesting conversations about feminism. Since we've discussed and confirmed that there will be no Game of Thrones in 2018, we are still doing our rewatch podcast over on Stitcher, Rewatch the Throne, and we are very close, if not the next yeah, so the next episode is going to be Reigns of Castamere. So we do Ouch. not mess around. The reason why this episode is special is because Hannah wasn't on the podcast when the Reigns of Castamere aired. <gasps> so it'll be the first time mm-hmm. she and I guess actually even talk about that episode. It's going to be so that fun. I'm awesome. so excited. I also can't wait for you guys to make a lot of good drunk kit memes out of (laughs) (laughs) Reigns of Castamere reactions. Well, that I was going to say, we should encourage everyone listening to go ahead and just jump on the bandwagon. Oh my God, send me all of them. I love them so much. I I know that we didn't get enough time today because we were talking about a lot of other stuff, but you do have an article that is just a collection of everyone's take. I do. On the uh, drunk kit Harrington meme. We've got some pretty awesome ones, mostly about uh, your expectations being shattered by people not knowing too much about A Song of Ice and Fire, which is, I think, a great use of the meme in itself. It's right? perfect. Yeah. It's the perfect vehicle uh-huh. for every feeling that you've ever had about being a little too obsessed <laughs> with Game of Thrones. I think that's a pretty good note to end on here in our first episode of 2K18. Should we Woo! have, if you people don't know at this point, where to find Kim. If you've made it through this entire <laughs> podcast and are not sick of me, you can find me. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Kim R. Renfro. That's R-E-N-F-R-O. Or Renthrones. Renthrones. Not really. No. I should change my handle. No, I shouldn't. No, should. My handle is at Kim R. Renfro. And you can find all my articles and stuff on thisisinsider.com. Kim, you know, like I said, just just handling the Game of Thrones stuff the way it should be handled. What I'm really excited about is that feature that you've got coming that you can't publish, you know. It's just like <laughs> waiting until George R. R. Martin gets you to that point where you can press publish on it. Thank you, George. Keep an eye out for my <laughs> fire take on the <laughs>
A bear, there was a bear, a bear. 